Before we get started on this week's episode, I want to talk about Vendasticon. We're getting really close. One thing I've been noticing when I'm out working with media companies, when I bring up the term MRR, monthly recurring revenue, the vast majority of people just don't get it. And I find that to be very strange because media companies, specifically newspaper companies and cable companies, invented monthly recurring revenue in the subscription model. Now, that subscription model was in readers subscribing to the newspaper. So maybe that's why it didn't translate to the sales side of the business. But what we believe traditional media companies and agencies need to do is to turn into what software as a service has as its key benefit, and that is monthly recurring revenue. Sell your customers something that is on until cancel. It's a monthly recurring revenue stream. And when you phone that customer to have the follow-up call or the monthly strategy call, you can identify new products and services that they need to meet their ever-changing and ever-growing goals. So we're going to teach you everything that you need to know to become a monthly recurring revenue machine at this year's Vendasticon in Banff, Alberta, Canada. Here's what you need to do. Go online right now to vendasticon.com and buy your tickets today and get your hotel room booked. We've been booking up rooms like crazy. So get your tickets today. Don't be disappointed. Don't miss Vendasticon 2 in Banff, Alberta, Canada, April 3rd to 5th. Conquer Local. This is the Conquer Local podcast with your host, George Leith. Well, this week on the Conquer Local podcast... I have Matt Bartles and Quang Do from the Alexander Group, and I was introduced to the Alexander Group a little over 18 months ago, and I'll tell you, it's been game-changing, the insights that they've given me and my career and uh, in, in helping to develop sales organizations, and their website has a great blog if you want to log in to have a peek, but in this episode, we are going to find out how they've moved a client needs assessment to a client impact analysis. They're going to talk about a go-to-customer strategy rather than a go-to-market strategy. And you are going to learn about Sales 101 and how organizations are transitioning for this constant change that is happening in the sales space. Plus, what investment are you making in human capital? All this and more coming up with Matt and Quang from the Alexander Group on the Conquer Local podcast next. Welcome to this week's episode of the Conquer Local podcast, and we've got two gentlemen that I've been really excited about joining us on the show. Matt and Quang, I'm going to let you guys introduce each other to the audience this week, and then we'll get in. I've got some big questions. All right. Thanks, George. Uh, hi, everyone. Really glad to be on this podcast and really looking forward to sharing some insights. Uh, my name is Quang Do. Uh, I am a director of our Chicago office and leader of our media practice. And I'm Matt Bartles, a principal also out of our Chicago office with the Alexander Group. Um, I'm a global media practice leader, been with the firm for over 20 years, so I've been consulting in this capacity for quite a bit. Um, a little bit about the Alexander Group. We are a revenue growth management consulting firm. We've been in business since 1985. We like to talk about go-to-customer um, design versus go-to-market. So go-to-market is where uh, break-in to a new organization, go to a new country. What we like to focus on really is everything that touches the customer from the strategy or segmentation model through the org design, how many people do you have, where should you put them, and more importantly, what people do we need, what types of roles do we need, and then what are the management supporting programs um, that you need to actually drive change in the organization. So the types of training programs, the types of compensation programs. So we really 
work across the gamut on everything that needs to be aligned in order to be successful in your revenue generating exercises. I had a chance to speak to a number of people that have worked with you folks. Sometimes it's validating, but at the other point, it's really good to get that extra set of eyes that can see the forest for the trees. It's interesting over the last six years, every two years, we run a very comprehensive marketplace study on go-to-customer models within the media industry. Um, And we've seen significant changes just from the 2014 to 2016 space. And we're leading into uh, really the amount of change that's happening for 2018. We're doing another comprehensive study. And and, and as you know, everybody uh, recognizes that there's so much change going on in media. And we, we do work not just within media, but we do work in high tech and manufacturing and healthcare. And what I tell people is with the pace of change, the ability to bring products to market, um, the proliferation of those products, the consolidation that's going on. If you can sell in media, you can sell anywhere. Um, so really, that is what we're seeing. And with that consolidation, with the proliferation of products, I mean, just think about all the different products that are out there now, owned and operated, programmatic, network, native, branded. It's how do you make sense of all of that and bring something to the customer that's going to be of value that they understand and they feel like they're getting a greater return when they're working with you. That's the big challenge. I don't know if if companies really have a product problem. They might have too many product problems. Yeah, that's the uh, it's the uh, the old analogy that I use is uh, going into the cheesecake factory. You've got a, a, a menu that's a hundred pages long, and by the time you get through reading all of them, you're like, I'm not even hungry anymore. I don't want to do it. It's really trying to figure out how can we get the right configured solutions together for that for that particular client that's going to help them with their business. So what what's how are you combating that product dumping or that transactional sale? Because I think what you're what you're referring to is moving to a consultative sales model and gaining insights and research. One of our guests, Jed Williams from the Local Media Association, a couple episodes back said we've got to be doing a needs analysis 2.0. So how are you shifting organizations away from dumping product? Right. Yes, I, I hear you. So yeah, the, the old CNA, the client needs analysis. We like to talk about it now as a CIA, the client impact analysis, because that's what we're really trying to figure out is how can we actually drive a new impact, a better impact for their business. Um, really, when we talk about this, it is predominant. It's a challenge. We The first thing we talk about is what is your revenue growth equation? How are you actually going to drive growth for your organization? And we think about that equation and there's a lot of ways you can grow. You can say, you know what? I need to break into a new completely new area. I need to create a new product set. I need to go out and acquire somebody. But a lot of that revenue growth equation can start with your existing clients um, and do what we call uh, conversion penetration and retention analysis. So you look at your overall growth year over year in aggregate. A lot of people do. And they say, oh, I did pretty good. I grew at 9%. I grew at 30% in my digital area. But really, what are the components that build that aggregate number? And it's really account by account advertiser by advertiser, agency by agency, however you want to look at it, and looking at year over year, how much business have I done with them from retention standpoint, from a penetration standpoint, so selling more to the same customers, or from actually converting new business. And that equation, that set of analysis really can give you a clearer picture of the current revenue structures that you have coming in. And that can be a quick win. So we think about how do you win now? Well, a lot of times win now is let's just get a handle on our existing book of business and understand, can we be better in one of those um, parts of the equation? So what could, um, we're talking at a high level around entire organizations. What if we go 
down to the street level right now and talk about some things that you're seeing as we start to make a better salesperson, start to develop a sales professional? What are some of the things that the, the sales reps that are listening to this could start to adopt that you've seen to, to kind of move and learn and, and grow? Yeah, so we're talking a lot about local. We're talking a lot about digital solutions. And for sales organizations and for sellers themselves, think about um, the some of the hidden culprits of churn in your digital, digital business. Um, it's, it's out there, but it's, I think it's helpful to be explicit about what they are. And usually what we've seen is the first one is just the customer doesn't understand what they're getting. So there's a poor understanding or misalignment between what you're saying and what the customer is hearing. So you almost have to break it down in very simplistic terms, almost like you're talking to a second or third grader, not, not to be pejorative, but really be simple on what it is what the goals are and how they're going to achieve them. Because if you, if you have misalignment on that, you're going to churn and that retention portion of your business is going to be at risk right out of the gate. And we've seen that with a lot of the clients that we've worked with, especially in the SMB space that, you know, the core revenues, while they might be declining or not growing as fast as you would like, there's a lot more volatility in those digital and multi-product solutions. And it starts with a lack of clear understanding between what you are promising them and what they are promising them or what they think they're getting. The second major um, area uh, where you could potentially improve um, that we see is just lack of courage. So organizations think they've given you the right training. They think you've given you right to comp plan. They think you've given you the right targets, but you have to have courage to ask for the necessary investment, to make sure that you have the right reach, the right product mix, the right frequency, the right duration, all of those things that are necessary to really have a successful campaign uh, with with the clients, and then the third is don't be over reliant on specialists. So one of the one of the format, one of the things we talk about is if you have a specialist role, whether it's a dedicated um, and they carry their own quota, or if they're working in an overlay capacity, um, you cannot just rely on them um, at the at the renewal of the sale. You have to really the specialist should be working themselves into a new job and helping everybody lift up their skill sets when it comes to this solution selling. And going back to something we just talked about a second ago, which is going away from just doing a, called a simple needs analysis, doing a true impact analysis. For, so for that, that uh, frontline seller, you know, what does that mean? It means to us seven things. Number one, confirming with their clients uh, what the objective is of the advertiser. Number two, what, what's their current state? Where are they today in terms of their marketing strategy, where they want to get, and what's their desired state? who their target audience is, what's the type of person that they're trying to get after, what do those eyeballs look like? Number four, what's a unique selling proposition? What is unique about this customer that's going to differentiate them from the competition? And then five, six, and seven are simply what's the budget, what's the timing, and how will the client themselves measure success? So being armed with that, being in the front line and sitting down with your, the seller sitting down with their customers and having that conversation will make sure that A, uh, not only are you going to be able to pick the right product solutions to deliver the results you're looking for, but B, you're really doing it from a customer-centric perspective. You know, it's interesting. I was listening to you give those seven items and we could sell anything with that type of a format. It doesn't just have to be digital marketing solutions. And that's absolutely right, George. And that's, that's you know, that is both the gift and the curse um, because that gives an opportunity to go beyond just selling Call it the core products. You can you can in theory sell everything. Then it, the question is, how do you enable a seller? 
how do you actually find the talent? Do you, can you build? Do you need to go out and buy to operate in that fashion? And what we see day in, day out is that it's, it's, a, it's a different DNA. It's a different type of person, um, different skill set. And, you know, getting folks who have been used to selling things in the, call it the legacy ways and switching to this mode is a challenge. It's not impossible, but it does take a lot of effort. You know, when we when I think back, you know, I've been doing this about 31 years in the media business, and, and then I'm, I'm at a technology company now, but I work with media companies, so I still consider myself in the media business. I'm wondering how we ended up here. But, you know, one of the things that I've noticed is that things that we were selling never really changed. The, the technology that was delivering them might have changed where, you know, we weren't typesetting a print ad. We were using a computer to do it or in the radio business, we were, you know, we were recording it on a reel to reel and then we got a hard drive. That was amazing. Um, so the technology of delivering didn't change, but what we sold to the customer really didn't change that much. It was you run your ad and you get to reach these people and, and do we want to change the copy or something like that? So I found that that might be the thing is is we really didn't need to be constantly learning and and how are you navigating that where you know you got to really transition those organizations that no you need to be investing in your people in training how how are you navigating that that challenge right now i think the baseline is set that uh, the reality is that change is going to always be be there from here going forward and we hear about having to be an agile organization or an organization that's continuous and open to evolving and being able to connect the dots between the advertiser objectives, the audience, the themes, the reach, the content, the platforms that you're using. Um, that's a challenge. I think uh, in order to be successful, uh, training is good. Uh, I think people overemphasize training sometimes and think that training alone is going to get it there. I would say if I were a seller, um, I would be asking the organization about segmentation. And if I was an organization, I would be uh, trying to arm my sellers with the right segment and understanding the customers that they need to be going after. Um, one of the things I love, I love talking about it, um, George, there's a reason why um, people rob banks. And that's because that's where the money is. So as a seller, you need to find out where the money is. And as an organization, you need to show them where the money is so that they can be put in the right position. So you're not wasting your time doing all of this prospecting up front that you're actually trying to get in front of uh, customers that fit within your revenue growth equation. And so you can be armed and dangerous um, with those and have a higher hit rate. So the, the other question that I'm, I'm asking when you bring up segmentation, are you talking about if you're good at selling to a certain vertical of, of uh, a business, should you just go be calling on all those? Is that, is that what you're referring to? Well, that's one of them. Uh, the question is, how far down do you go? Do you do it at just the manager level or do it all the way down to the rep level? But I believe and I think every, I think this has been proven out that you have to be able to bring those industry specific insights and understand the business as you walk in there. And, and, and organizing by vertical definitely is one of those ways where you can continue to drive um, those those skills. You know, you're you're the principal, and and Quang, you're the director of the media practice. So you're sending in the expert that can help make those media practices successful, and and that's what the customer is looking for when the rep shows up. Is have you worked with an organization like mine and made them successful? We're in an era right now where there's unprecedented amounts of data, and there's all kinds of so you should have your industry insights, and now you've got all of this data, and the question is, what do you do with it? So. Uh, I, I love this. One of the clients we work with was always hammering, you know, data and insights mean nothing unless you can turn them into ideas, ideas that are going to help your client. Um, so 
because of this shift, because of the, the proliferation of these products and the need to be able to articulate a greater ROI, we are seeing a significant change in the composition of the entire sales and revenue generating organization. Um, so one of the major trends that we're seeing is the pre-sales roles and the post-sales roles now are playing a much bigger part um, in, that, in that sale. So the actual investment as a percent of headcount two, even three years ago in pre-sales has gone up from 2% to about 12% of, of the total investment in headcount. And the post-sales has gone up from 10% to 20, 22, 25. And I think that's going to keep happening. And then the question is, once you start in, integrating new roles into the, into the sales organization and they got to work together, how do we make sure that it's seamless? How do we make sure that there's clear rules of engagement? Because uh, once you start in, you know, introducing, there isn't one person that can do everything, right? You can't have everybody knowing every single insight, every single data point. Uh, so that's, that's one of the big trends that we're seeing. Amen on that one. Quang, as we move forward in 2018 and 2019, what do you expect we'll see when we get to 2020? What, what's this going to look like when the go-to-customer model? I'm really glad you asked that, George. So we are uh, actually in our planning phase for our 2018-2019 media study that's going to answer that exact question from the local, local perspective. Um, the study is a, a no-cost effort to participate. Um, all you have to do is provide some data and participate in a very short interview. And at the end of it, we'll provide a customized report um, that gives you not only trends, but also benchmarks in terms of things like revenue per rep, turnover, uh, benchmark compensation relative to what your peers are doing. But to answer your original question, you know, what are some of the trends we're seeing? I, I think at a, at a high level, uh, there's this increased scrutiny on digital ads and actually performing the way that the clients want them to perform. Um, so what that means is there's a big focus on sales enabling. Uh, for sales leaders, how do you enable your team with the right roles and right structures so that they can be as customer-centric as possible? Um, for the reps, how do you enable yourself to also be customer-centric as possible, the use of tools and all the different you know, technology that's available out there. Uh, again, it's a no-cost effort. If anyone is interested in participating in our 2018-2019 study, please visit our website or contact one of us, and we'd be more than happy to talk to you about it. Well, we really appreciate both you fine gentlemen's time to be on the program this week and uh, look forward to spending some more time with you in the future. I'm sure we'll talk sales for hours, and we, we always, we've done that up to this point. I'm sure we can continue doing that. Thanks for joining us on this week's edition of the Conquer Local podcast. Thanks, George. Thanks, George. A couple things that I'm going to take away from this episode. One of those statements that Matt made, data and insights mean nothing if you can't bring ideas to the customer. And, uh, you know, that really hits at home. There really is a lot of data out there and you've got to dig into it and find the insights that that hit home, but you've got to have those ideas for that client. And then the other piece that we heard about, you have to have the courage to ask for the dollars to get the job done. And I feel sometimes that we have some reps that really don't have the courage to ask for that dollar. And that takes me back 30 years ago when I started in the sales business. You're like, you've got to ask. We can't forget that piece as well. We have more Conquer Local podcasts continuing to come up, and we really appreciate the time. Matt Bartles, Quang Do from the Alexander Group. My name is George Leith. I will see you when I see you. 
You've been listening to the Conquer Local Podcast with your host, George Lee. Executive producers are Brendan King and Jeff Tomlin. Audio engineering, Sound Lounge by T-Bone. Writing by Michelin Gadet. Marketing by Devin Hennig, Michael Gatioan, and Brian Larson. Produced by Joshua Baker.